What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh McCabe, host here of Overflow Beyond the Music. Welcome to another episode here in Season 4. And I'm not going to do too much preamble today because uh, we have a pretty long interview. And it was one of those interviews where you just hop on it and you feel like it could have gone forever. And and we had actually ended up talking after the interview was done a little bit, too. Uh, But my guest today is Josh Baldwin of Bethlehem Music. He's from North Carolina. He's got a brand new, uh, I'm not going to call an EP, a brand new album out that just came out just a few days ago. And I've been listening to it nonstop. I love it. It's called Live at Church. You will love it as well. And just so you know, you know, normally we interview people we try and release them in you know chronological order of when the interview was, uh, but I interviewed Josh probably about a week ago, and now we're releasing about a week later, and we have some other great interviews coming up that I'm going to be editing, getting to you, including one from Micah Tyler and one of my personal heroes, Matt Redmond, so you're going to want to stay posted for that. Again, find us at OverflowBTM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. We're always posting clips and great content, so make sure you're following us. But here is a clip of Josh Baldwin's new album called Live at Church and my interview with Josh Baldwin. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Well, at least to good morning to Josh Baldwin, who I <laughs> didn't realize when we had this podcast scheduled um, that he would be in a different time zone in California. And it's 8 a.m. where he's at bright and early. Uh, but he but he's good. The the beard's in fine fashion. He's got some coffee with him. I'm ready and, to go. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got coffee with him that I assume did not come out of a Keurig. And no. <laughs> uh, yeah, please welcome Josh Baldwin to the podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, you're the you're the second person I've talked to this morning today. Was the first person your wife? It was my wife, and I yeah. haven't spoken to my children at all. No, I'm just kidding. I guess technically you're the fourth person then. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I spoke to my kids briefly, but I mean, it's I mean, it's still only 10 a.m. here, but yeah, um, we I had to basically break up a whining um, <laughs> a whining meltdown of I'm bored I'm bored <laughs> yeah that's that feels that's a that's a, a daily almost hourly struggle with my son he he is constantly looking for things to entertain him so we'll, we'll leave a friend's house and he'll be like hey, we'll get home because are we when are we gonna go to their house again like this week like, yeah we just got home <laughs> I know I know it's Especially during this time, and I, I keep like trying to stop myself because I don't want this to feel like the COVID nineteen season <laughs> of podcasts. But um, I mean, it's a reality because this is kind of all what we're going through. But yeah. we're at the point now where just in Nashville on on Sundays because we you know we can't go to church. We'll, right. we'll watch church in some some form from our from our community, but um, we just hop in the car. We just start driving. And we don't really know where we're going to end up. We usually end up at a Sonic or a whatever for a McFlurry or something like, just something like that. And yeah, we just drive circles around Nashville for no reason. That's awesome. I love that. How many kids do you have? We have two kids, five and eight. Okay. Yeah. I have eight and seven. Two oh kids. yeah. So like it's, I mean, you probably find this too. They're probably at the age where they understand like kind of what's happening in the world, but yet yeah. they can't really rationalize why their friends can't right. come over all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That we're totally in that. Yeah. Totally in that. And 
They get they yeah they understand we've we've kind of from the beginning. I mean, well, we're up here in, in Reading where we're kind of away from everything, and I yeah. feel like well, once we once they shut down travel to and from the church, it kind of shuts down anyone coming into Reading ever. <laughs> so, uh, it, like, you feel actually a lot a pretty safe up here, away from everything, and um, so we have like one family. They're like our closest family they're from they moved here with us from north carolina and they're pretty much like the kids cousins and we've just like just hanging out with each other the our two families like we've just like okay we're gonna do this together so don't go see anybody else we're not gonna see anybody else and we're just so that at least our kids can like have another like little like group of kids but um but yeah they they kind of get it but i'm actually shocked at how well they've done with it i'm i was telling my wife i was like this I, I'm their like attitude not being in school has been weirdly good for their attitudes. Like, what is mm-hmm. going on? <laughs> you know, so I mean, thankfully, yeah. we were we were already homeschooling just because oh, that's you know, nice. When we when we came to Nashville from Canada, it was it was you know, as you know, like going across the country or going mm-hmm. across another country or whatever. Um, we were kind of leaving ourselves open because we're going, God, we're not really sure why we're here. We don't know how long the season will be. Yeah, so let's not let's let's try and make it as easy on the kids and and flexible for travel. Um, and that's kind of what we decided to do. But uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, being in Reading because one of the things I find very interesting, and we've had Paul and Hannah on this podcast, we've had Callie on the podcast, we've had Brian on the podcast. Yeah. And um, talking to Paul and Hannah, and then I was talking to John Mark McMillan on the podcast. Oh, Yeah. What what is in the water in North Carolina that is like <laughs> because there's these I'm, pockets like it's like and the yourself. Helsers too. Oh yeah, exactly. And <laughs> all these worship leaders and then I know a bunch of like kind of rock you yeah. know hardcore musicians that came out of there yeah. that, are, that are friends. I'm like, what is in North Carolina that's I, going Yeah, I don't know. I we I get asked that a lot that which is funny cuz it's it's starting to be I think for years we kind of felt like there was something special there, and uh, I mean, I grew yeah. up at um in Charlotte. Well, I grew up outside, right outside of Charlotte, but I moved to Charlotte when I was like twenty, twenty one, and that's where mm-hmm. I met I met John Mark and uh, and Jonathan and Melissa Helser. We all went to the same ministry school, and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we felt like there was something special going on, but you know, you're in your own little bubble, and you just every, everything you do, you feel special. But um, right, yeah. <laughs> but I think um. Yeah, twenty years later, when you start, you know, naming all the names and all the movements or and and music and and not even just worship and Christian, but like you said, it, it, there's something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's like the land. I don't know if it's the mountains and the the beach and just yeah everything in between. That I think sometimes it is all of that 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 brings uh brings that kind of creativity and culture and you know out of it and um. Uh, you know, I think North Carolinians are, are pretty proud of being from North Carolina. Yeah. And there's something, I think there's something too that when it comes to the music, just being proud of where you're from and it just comes out and it's like, no matter where you are and what kind of music you're doing, it just, it just kind of leaks out of you. I don't, you know, I know for me in worship, I've tried to like, um, how do I say it? I've tried to maybe not be quite as North Carolina in some ways, wow, like yeah. oh, maybe if I if I do it this way and I, and I can um yeah maybe reach more people because it won't be so country or whatever and mm. 
no one ever likes anything that I do that's like that. <laughs> They've all they're always like, I know. No, do the do the stuff that's like country that like feels yeah. like you. I'm like, oh okay, but yeah, it is. It's pretty crazy that the, the whole North Carolina thing. So well, I think it's like why I resonate, you know, with with your sound and and I mean I love. Um, I mean, I'm just so thankful for Bethel TV and just being able to throw on a worship stream. Like, it's just, yeah. you know, that feeling when you kind of get to your desk, and you don't know what to listen to, but you just yeah. know you can throw something on that's oh, just going to yeah. draw you in. And my, um, my family, they're out right outside the door in our living room. They have Bethel TV on right now. I know. <laughs> that's, that's our house, too. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it is interesting you talk about the sound because I even think about um, you just artists and musicians I know and uh, that are from North Carolina, you know, that just, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, there's that, you talk about a Memphis sound or a Nashville sound yeah. or a Southern California sound and like the ska days and stuff. But there, yeah. it does feel like there is a North Carolina sound that's like, it's not, it's like Southern yeah. rock, but yet it's not right. as far South as other States. Right. No, it's like, I mean, I guess, you know, some people, people that don't know just say, like, you sound country. And it's like, I mean, I didn't really grow up listening to country music. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. But no, it, 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 there's, it's like an Americana slash Southern rock slash country. Yeah. Just, yeah. Bit of a Brian Adams, Whiskey Town kind of vibe. And yeah. Who, yeah. So I know. I know. It, it's this blend of all that. And, and then, you know, you have the, my fam, my parent, my dad, and my all my my dad's side, all the Baldwins are from uh, the mountains of North Carolina, which we call the Appalachian Mountains. Hmm. But everyone Wait, else I, in the whole Appalachian? world, Appalachian, Appalachian, which is yeah. I didn't know that until I left, and I was like, "What? That everyone of like I'm from there, and we don't call it Appalachian." <laughs> so, it's well, funny. do me a favor for that reason. Yeah. Say, um, what's the big city in Ontario where there's a church? Catch the fire. Uh, Toronto? Exactly. You say the T. Toronto. We say Toronto. Oh, really? We, we don't say the second T, and that's how you know someone's not from there. <laughs> Toronto. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Say. That makes sense. Toronto. Yeah. Oh, so there's well, those, little, those little things. I enunciate everything. I get picked on for that, especially T's and P's and B's. Yeah. Oh, I bet I bet you're a mix engineer's just darling. Oh, they for that. can't stand. Yes. Can you? Uh, okay. Now sing it this way, but like lay off the T. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And then you try and think about doing it, and it's just yeah, it doesn't feel natural at all. It now you're making weird. up words. Yeah. My big thing. Me, yeah. That, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no. It was, it was gonna. It was going to go down a, a dumb trail. A dark path. To, okay. Yeah. It was like it's not gonna be good. Well, I love I love when we get on those paths because we had we had Paul and <laughs> Hannah on, and um, all of a sudden we just started talking about our favorite emo bands. Oh man, they yes, they can go for days talking about that. <laughs> it was so fun, and we just like I feel like we put together like a dream playlist on the podcast, <laughs> and then like forty five minutes later, I'm like, oh shoot, you guys just put out a new album. We should like, talk about that quick. <laughs> My, you know but, what, Paul and I, our dream is to start a podcast together, me and Paul, and just, we don't even know what we want to talk about, other than, I mean, we do love sports, and he's a Duke, I'm a Duke fan, he's a Carolina fan, Oh, so there's that, but we just have so much fun talking and hanging, and we just laugh all the time, so, yeah, he's a good podcaster. I noticed, though, because um, I like that you talk about just people you connect with naturally, because I noticed that in Bethel, um, in, in Bethel Music, in Bethel Church, uh, 
And I want to clarify too for our listeners: there, there's there's Bethel the Church, which is in Reading, <laughs> yeah. which um, they have weekly worship church services like everybody else. And there's Bethel Music, the label, um, and and sort of the the conglomerate that mm-hmm. has um, all all these artists, including Josh Baldwin, who happens to be Reading, but they also include artists like Brandon Lake, who are over in North Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. Carolinas, and yeah. appearing on, showing up at everybody's church, just <laughs> yeah. slaying, and... Uh, um, <laughs> Well, we we give him a hard time about it. It's I notice at, at Bethel, and maybe it's intentional, maybe it's not. There there seems to be worship leaders that get paired together a lot uh, for yeah. worship sets or for tours. Uh, who are some of the other worship leaders or artists that you find there's just good natural chemistry with um, musically, mm-hmm. uh, family wise? Tell me about that. Yeah. I, well, you know, when I got here, um, I found that. Uh, whenever we'd go on tours, I was always paired with Amanda. It was always like yeah. me and Amanda, and um, and it got to be so. And we would lead a lot more on tours and traveling than we actually even did at home. And uh, but and it felt and it was funny to think about because we're so different. But I think that's why it it, it felt so good. You know, it just worked. And um, we yeah, lean uh, on each other's strengths. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just kind of do my thing and you know, maybe lead it out or, or start and get it to a place. And then, you know, Amanda would do her thing and just take off and go from wherever I left it. Go someplace. <laughs> take that... it, take it further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, th- so definitely was her. And then, um, at church, I've led the most probably with Callie and we, mm-hmm. uh, she's, she's probably my favorite to lead with. We were, we're actually leading together tomorrow at, we're doing these encounter rooms here at Bethel, and um, it's just like a streamed thing, and um, we're leading tomorrow for the first time together. I think we were texting about it yesterday. Like, it's been over six months, seven, eight months, maybe, that wow. we haven't led together. We just we we got to where I think it, some of that organically happens. I mean, it with both of those, it, it organically happened. Then and then, you know, I'll, me and Callie, one of us will say to this to Paul who schedules the worship, like. Hey, I let me lead with Callie a lot. You know, he just and he yeah. also sees like, okay, he wants us to be. You know, you want to. There's times when you're trying to raise people up, or you're trying to like mix it up mm-hmm. and like help people. So you're leading with different people. Then there's other times where it's like, let me just set this up for success yeah. and somewhat like let people just be comfortable with who they're with. And and so um, I love that. I love that he just sees like, hey they really flow together well they work together well let's just keep this going and so um yeah Callie's probably the, the one I've led with the most and um and then we're really close with the McClure's our family yeah and, uh, but I don't get to lead with them much because they just prefer to lead with each other and so <laughs> well you know that's that's a good thing that I get it leading together. I get it <laughs> yeah no I know it could be worse they could they could hate leading with each other and it would be really totally <laughs> well it's it's good though because when you think about just and it's something you really only understand when you lead worship a lot. It's yeah. if you just kind of serve once a month on a team, you don't really get it as much. But when you're leading week to week, having that that other foundation where you just you're talking another language and code that yes. no one else understands. And what happens is when you're both confident and comfortable as leaders, uh, you could have a keyboard player that's their first time and they feel comfortable now yeah. because they have complete confidence in who's totally. leading the team. Yeah, no, and totally. Yeah, it just makes a difference. It's, it's everything from. It's funny. It's gotten to where even like with Callie, I'll, we'll just we'll get a set list together, and 
I just always feel like no matter who comes up with the song, like, you know, she might be saying, I'm feeling these songs. And it always feels good to me. I'm always like, yeah. And I just immediately know what songs I'd love to pair with those. Or the other right. way, like maybe I'll lead first and be like, here's the ones I'm feeling. And it just, it, and that just, that takes like so much of the pressure, stress off everything. I feel like, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. when it, when in, when you're leaving someone and from the get go, just a set list is hard to manage. That's <laughs> right. like, okay. I don't, I don't, that's the easy part in some ways. I, I want to like, get let's let's get through that so it it's um yeah it's really cool it was funny too i i always give my sister a hard time about it um but my <laughs> sister and i used to lead together a ton and um it's like brother and sister who are both like strong personalities yeah. it's like yeah um there's when we're clicking it's great and then when we're kind of not <laughs> on the same page it's not <laughs> because <laughs> You know, you, you yeah. say things to each other only brother and sister can get right. away with saying yeah. to each other. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be honest with her, whereas I'll just be sweet and kind to someone that I'm not related to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she'll come with her songs. I'm like, Steph, everything's an F, <laughs> like, or B flat. Like the guitar players hate you right now. Yeah, like, but um, it's it, it is funny when you think about just people bringing their different their different backgrounds and yeah. and to the mix and how. A little bit of difference, a little bit of uniqueness is is great, um, and when you can find places to click, but it all really stems from from your history and what you grow up with yeah. and what you're used to. So tell me a little bit about you know growing up in North Carolina. Find I always I always love to ask the question like when is that moment uh, that you you know had a guitar in your hand or you're leading worship or you're serving at church and you go I think the Lord created me to do this. Yeah. Oh, There's that man. moment where you just yeah. feels beyond right. I can sing. Um, you know, I I, I mean, I, gr- I definitely grew up in church. My dad's a, a pastor, but he also um, he was also big into music, and he actually was our worship pastor for a lot of years. Hmm. And um, he was kind of filling in, and then it just it, the, yeah, our worship pastor left, and until we found a new one, he just did it, and he actually was better at it than than the guy that did it before and then the yeah, anybody yeah. We, so it was just like you should just do it dad and so we did both and um and i i played drums with him and i started playing drums and at church when i was like 12 and i mean granted it was like it wasn't a big church and you know it was mm-hmm. a long time ago and there was no click involved there was no there were barely monitors involved, honestly. Well, it's like you show up to church and you find out what songs you're doing when you show oh, yeah. up. yeah. You just jump up there and you don't even know most of them. And totally. Most of them back then were these old Jewish songs. They're like, you know, like that kind of, they rush on the city, they run on the wall. So, oh, please, can we do a cover session? Oh, man. I could go for days. Just medley. I could just like go one right into the other. But um, so, I mean, I, I definitely, through my teens... Playing drums and try, I definitely knew I had like a, lo- I loved it. I just didn't, I mean, no, that was also back then where it's like you didn't, that was a long time ago and you didn't necessarily aspire to growing up and, and being a worship minister or pastor and that yeah. being like a job that you, right. Without maybe, you, you know, you would think, you th- I thought back then as I started playing guitar in like um, youth group, which is where I really started to hit, I started playing guitar in youth group and um, my youth pastor was like, "You should just lead worship for us. We don't have anybody. Mm. You know, you play with your dad. You know, he was he could see like it's in you. You just might not know it yet." And I remember right. I started doing the youth, and that's when I realized like, yes, I I feel like I'm good at this. I feel like this is in me, 
but even then I, I wasn't sure and I um I went to college for just two years at Lee University. And uh, I went to college, but I didn't go to class. And <laughs> I, uh, but while I was in college, I, I would, I would just play guitar all the time. Um, listen to Morningstar music. This ministry in Charlotte that had these uh, amazing worship albums that didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard. And I realized in college, I was like, I was leading worship at a youth camp during the summer, and um, I just. There's one of those nights and when the Lord just like boom hits everybody and it's like yeah. I feel like everyone who grew up in youth and went to youth camp has like one or two of those moments, you know, where yeah, you just like everyone gets blasted by the Lord and the Holy yeah. Spirit and um it just kind of like changes your life and that was it was that happened and I was leading worship and I remember I just like we all just the I think the only guy playing was the keys player and everybody was just on the floor and I was just bawling. And uh, the youth pastor at that time of another church, he came. He was like my, he's my dad's, one of my dad's best friends. And he just was praying over me, just started prophesying over me. Wow. It's like, you were created to do this. You were, which, and I think until that time, it was like something that I love to do, but I just did, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, period. I, I had, right. I wasn't much of a dreamer. I, I mean, I, I was dreaming. I just thought they were way too outlandish and way too like, and you know, just and even in the music world and worship, it wasn't a thing as much back then. You know, just mm-hmm. um, so I, I that was the moment when I realized, oh, this is what I'm called to do. Like this is what I want to do. I want I'm gonna leave school and I'm gonna go to this ministry school in Charlotte, this Morning Star, the thing that I've heard this music coming from, and I'm just gonna do this. And that was that moment when, okay, this has happened, and and this is weird, and I haven't really talked about this much, but. I trust you, so I'm just. Your name's oh, Josh, good. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're already we're already in like kindred kindred. Uh, yeah, anoint. We're, I don't know. Blessing. <laughs> give, give me some of the Baldwin anointing over. Right. I'll take some of that too. <laughs> I well, when the when that guy was praying for me, and I'm laying on the ground with my my face in my arm, my nose just started starts bleeding, which is so. I wasn't. I didn't hit my nose. I didn't have like allergies i wasn't picking my nose to make it because <laughs> you know my my That's seven-year-old my seven-year-old he he can make his nose bleed just from picking it too much sorry to take exactly. it down that path exactly but it just starts bleeding and i'm like what in the world and so i have to get up from this prayer and go like fix myself so i'm in the bathroom like you know getting and then realizing i'm just ruined the shirt that i have on and i felt in this moment it was this weird like moment where i felt like the lord was like this is like a covenant i'm making with you like you wow it was right after i this guy had prophesied all this stuff and i and then inside me i was like that's right i'm this is what i'm supposed to do and then my nose bleeds and i was like <laughs> so i still have that shirt packed away in a guitar case with the blood stains all over it just to like remind me like okay whenever i'm feeling like like right now <laughs> when it's like easy to think yeah. Wow. I travel and do worship, and we don't have churches or traveling right now. What am you right. know? Like I like look back. The Lord is keeping me. This is what I've been called to do, no matter what it looks like. And um, yeah. So that was like the moment, and I haven't actually talked about that that much. That's fun. I think it's man. That's awesome because I think it's. I love that you kept that as a reminder because I think there's those moments so where where we just get wrecked and we we get into a zone where we go, oh man, I'm in the sweet spot. 
And then there's always those moments, and and I call them like crisis moments. Yeah. And I I feel like I feel like God doesn't send them to to defeat us, but He sends us like they they He lets them happen for us to yeah. overcome them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, has there been a moment for you that you're you're kind of feeling discouraged, feeling like I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I got this in me to make another album or to write another song. Maybe my best days are done. Yeah. Oh, I I feel like I have those moments about ten times a year. <laughs> I mean, maybe little small ones, but yeah. it's fun. I, I I was talking about this with my wife the other day, and it's funny too. I feel like in whatever stage of life you're in, the, those moments happen, and it doesn't matter how much success you have either. It doesn't matter, and I that's and that's what we were talking about. I was like, there was three. Is it three years ago? We we moved to Reading five years ago. Okay. I've been a part of Bethel Music for six years. We moved to Reading five years ago. And about two years in, I was just like, I remember it was December. I want to say 2017. And, uh, and I just, I'd, that year, I would released my last album, this, my most recent album. And, um, and it was great. It's, uh, you know, it did fine. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm, 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 at, I'm in Reading. I'm at Bethel. I'm with Bethel mm-hmm. Music, uh, I, you know. It's it's life is look is a lot better than it was <laughs> ten years yeah. prior, you know. But I remember think we had this sit down, me and her, and we we're like, okay, do we want to keep doing this like we're doing it for this next year, or is it time for me to, I don't know, go get like a job at a church or do just you know something else? Like we were just like in that, and I was just discouraged, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna write another good song again. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm like you know, good at the, you know, I just was like, maybe I'm too old. I, you know, <laughs> worship leaders, like, I feel like when you're 40, it's like 85 in worship leader years. And, yeah. <laughs> um, which I wasn't 43 years ago. I'm 40 now. I wasn't back then. But, um, I, and we just made that, so we're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give it like one more year. We're going to go hard this next year and right. just, you know, and keep, keep going, keep like the, what was, well, the thing is, I think in those moments, what I've found that I go back to, it's like, okay, what was the last thing that I heard from the Lord? And, mm. or, you know, I'll go seek him. I'll, I'll, I'll knock on that door and be like, okay, what's next? And if I don't hear anything, then it's like, okay, well, what was the last thing? Okay, well, then I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep going forward in, in that. Yeah. And, um, and so, and it was like, okay, let's just keep going. And that next year was like the year that this crazy breakthrough happened, you know, for lack of a better word. And just, um, mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote. I was part of Stand in Your Love and yeah. all this stuff. Just boom, this happens. Where it's almost like the Lord's. There's like a he gives you he give gives me those things and it's like okay, don't question like you know my hand on your life anymore. You know it just it mm-hmm. it feels like this. Um, if to me it feels like this. Hey, I have no more. I have no more room to like question like the Lord's hand on my life and the Lord's calling on my life and all this. And, but then even coming around two years later, <laughs> I find myself like, okay, what's, do I still want to do, you know, all this, the, yeah. those things can creep back in and it doesn't matter how successful you are or, or you look or they, right. it, it, they always creep back in. And, um, and I think sometimes, I think sometimes, it, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's like super unhealthy. Cause I think it's, I think a lot of those times, those moments have been good for me to like reevaluate things. 
Yeah. And, um, and just, you know, and sometimes it's just like a refocusing that needs to happen. But, um, but it's also, it's a good, it's good to remember, like, just because someone might look like they're doing amazing or they're doing your dream. It's, Mm -hmm. people are always like struggling with like, maybe not feeling enough or maybe feeling like this is it. Or I just, I just wrote my last good song ever, or I just led worship for the last time that it's something like that. And, um, yeah. I hope well, I, I mean, that. I, <laughs> that was I resonate answer. with no, dude. I I resonate that, and I wanted to go there. Just, I mean, sometimes I just feel like on this podcast, I want to ask questions. I would ask you if I was just trying to, you know, talk uh, to you as a you know, mentor to student type thing. But I, I had the same feeling back in 2013. I remember we were doing ministry in Canada. My sister and I were doing a lot of ministry together, and God was. I mean, we experienced what was like a mini revival. Yeah, and um, and we were in this like nightclub and. And uh, we did this uh, worship night there with Martin Smith and Amanda. Yeah. And I remember standing side stage, getting ready to preach. And I just looked out and saw a full room, hands raised. And I said, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, (laughs) and everyone's like, man, that like, (laughs) I'm I'm getting to like minister with my hero, Martin. And like, I'm standing here saying, I don't really care if I ever do this again. And it's that real sense of of feeling tired. And I remember sharing that with like local leaders going, Are you crazy, man? Like I'll yeah. like I'll trade you. And I'm going, I just don't really care. I, I could I could just quit and shut this whole thing down tomorrow and not even give a rip. Yeah. And yeah. And it's real that feeling of 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 burnout. And I again I love that I love that you keep that t shirt with the blood stain and I'm, I'm a little concerned about your TSA record um, <laughs> as you travel with that in the guitar oh, case, no, but it's not in that, it's not in that guitar case though. Okay, good. Yeah, I that recommend you be, don't bring that through no, Canadian customs. They would not. Yeah. It's ac- the funny thing. It's actually a Lee university intramural championship shirt that, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's got blood stains all over it. So, so what, what you got to say, if you ever bring it on the road, just say, oh man, it's NBA star. I was, <laughs> I was a basketball college star. He, I, we elbowed and he's an NBA star. He bled on the shirt. So he's a, <laughs> I wish. Uh, but um, I, I wanted to ask you too, cause I love the first uh, album. The war is over. I got on vinyl. It's uh, nice. one of the, one of the few vinyls yeah, that, that one I of have. The, one of the 15 people, maybe, who got it. <laughs> oh, really? No, hopefully it, hopefully it was more. <laughs> oh, man, I got it. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. Somebody paid for it, but um, my sister <laughs> gave it to me for Christmas. It was a Christmas oh, gift. That's awesome. I was very happy You're, about it. Yeah, by the way, your sister is my neighbor. Oh, no way. She is. We live right down the road from in the same, same neighborhood. Yep. Well, I play. Well, you're going. She has a basketball goal that's not her. I think it's her neighbor's goal. It, she lives in a cul de sac. And uh, she has a goal like next to her house that me and my son go walk and play to, play on all the time. Oh, <laughs> so, amazing! Yeah. I was talking to her um, the other night because uh, I was trying to um, help uh, just with some like different website stuff with, for music stuff with her roommate yeah. Emmy. And um, um, oh, by yeah. the way, I love I love Emmy Rose when she leaves. Emmy is amazing. She's such a beautiful I, spirit. Yes, actually, when you were talking earlier about people to lead with, I mean, Callie is like we've been leading together for years. I just started leading more with Emmy this past year and she's, yeah, she's just a beautiful person inside out. She's, and she, yeah, she's amazing. I love her fiance, um, Daniel. We play ball together a lot and she's just, yeah, I love them. 
Well, it's a uh, it's an interesting community there in Reading. Like I got to, I've I've obviously been there a few times, but um, you know, there's you're so far from anything, uh, <laughs> anything like yeah, um, sports teams, yeah. an arena, anything. But there seems there's there's some there's some diehard sports fans. Like I went out with a couple of guys. We we're watching some NBA playoffs, some NHL oh, yeah. playoffs. Oh, we had yeah. a good time. It's fun. We um, I'm. Yes, we find each other too. We definitely like you, you seek out like the sports guys, and I'm definitely one of those. Uh, I um, I mean, I'm from North Carolina. I'm a big Duke fan, but I and I was a Hornets fan for years, Charlotte Hornets. Mm, but then they they rough. left us, and then we got the Bobcats, and I hated the Bobcats. <laughs> and in that right around that time was when Steph Curry was at Davidson, which is right outside of Charlotte. And I would I watched him play like three or four college games, and I was like, when he went to the NBA, I'm like, I'm just gonna I can't stand the Bobcats. I'm just gonna cheer for whoever he goes to. Yeah. And he went to the Warriors, and they were you know not great for a long time. And then we moved out here, and they were the Warriors, and I lived three hours from them. So it was so now me and you know my son, all he knows is the Warriors and Steph Curry, right. and yeah. But do do you get to uh, experience? Um, like I mean, you guys play a lot of different venues, and um, I know I'm not. I don't think you were on that, but I saw Bethel uh, when they came through Nashville at the Opry, no, and I wasn't. Um, no. and so like you get to play like a lot of cool yeah. venues. But I always would just geek out. I want to see the NHL because I'm a hockey yeah, guy. Yeah, I want to see the dressing room. Has there been any kind of cool moments while touring that you've got to get some access or yeah. meet some people from that world that? You're going, this is so cool that I get to meet and hang out with these people. Not as, yes and no. I mean, I've definitely met some cool people. Um, Not like, I've been so close to meeting Steph Curry. I have a good, (laughs) I have a friend who's really close with him and I almost, he was going to take me to one of the finals games. But we had our, our, it was the, it was the day that we started our Bethel Music Heaven Come Conference (laughs) two years ago. And I was No, so yeah. I was like, I was so close, but um, yeah, I mean, I've we've we've gone. I think the the most um, the coolest thing probably I've done was like, I, I yeah, I didn't, I haven't. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like either I'm blanking or that just nothing has been special more like special enough to remember anything cool. I've I got to meet Landry Jones, uh, NFL quarterback. He came to uh, Heaven Come. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. We joked around with him about um. It was Joe, our drummer. He Joe he played quarterback in high school, and Joe tried to challenge Landry to like a, a throw off football. <laughs> and Amazing. Landry told him, Landry said, "If you beat me in a in a throw off, I'll give you my next year's salary." <laughs> Amazing! I, t- I, I take just, that. I love that. I just love that he was like, he's like, "You're not going to beat me, and if you do, <laughs> I will." But uh, and then we joked because his wife plays for, um, I think she's a WNBA player. And so I was like, I'll I'll like do a shoot off, a basketball shoot off against her, and then yeah. So we were we were talking junk with two professional athletes, which is not smart when you're two out of shape loser oh, athletes. <laughs> but I the I I feel like I've always just barely missed like amazing moments on the, like the first the first ever outcry. We went on Bethel Music. We were on that, and it was like Hillsong United and Bethel Music and some other. Big yeah, worship just, bands. just just a couple, a couple, just a couple people, <laughs> and um and the day after, and, we, and it was big enough. We were playing like arenas, and yeah. um 
the day after I left to come back home, and um, they were the tour was still going on. We were just like somebody swapped in with me. I left them go back home, and they were in Houston, and that was when Dwight Howard was playing for Houston, the Rockets, and he came and hung out with the guys backstage, and then got them into like the Houston Rockets practice facility, and they played ball with Dwight Howard. <laughs> and I was like, the day after I left, and they all know, like, I was like the biggest basketball fan of all of our guys there and uh, it was yeah i feel like i barely i miss i just barely miss amazing opportunities like that but what you need to do next time is next time you see your tour tour dates when whenever in the world those come back yeah uh, at this point um you just need to say lord you need to reveal to me yeah the the favorable dates (laughs) seriously the timing when are when are they going to be home (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when, when are the when are the good people going to be in town? Um, but man, it's it's such a weird season. I want to ask you this on on both a personal level and and yeah. and hopefully help some other people out. You know, when this um, again, I want to I don't want to give make this the whole COVID nineteen coronavirus <laughs> sponsored season, but yet here I mean, we are. It's hard. Yeah, it's 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 our world. It's hard not to. Yeah, like when it first happened. Um, you know, my whole month and a half of shoot, what do I do with my time? And you're going, Oh, well actually I now have tons of time and I can do all the things I say. I never have time to do. I can write, I can, I can podcast more. I can do Insta lives. I can, I can write devotionals, all these things I want to do. But then this overwhelming pressure started coming over me. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not being productive enough. Everyone else seems to be co-writing every day. Is there like, have you felt any of that? Like a pressure to to do more, be more successful, output more. Yeah, a little bit. I um, I'm a, I mean, I, I feel like in some ways I kind of always feel that pressure, and not because I'm getting that pressure is getting put on me, but more because I'm like a nine on the enneagram, and so I'm just mm. would, I just want to chill and not have any pressure on me at all times. So just the slightest bit of pressure feels like a massive amount. My wife's always joking. She's like. You get stressed out at the smallest things. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But so, yeah, I was in. The, I was the same way. I was like, well, yeah, I'm scared because I lost a lot of trips, and that's how we make a living. And now I don't know what you know. Um, and then on the other end, I was like, free time. I'm just hanging. Yeah, totally. You know, now it's like I can do what I always want to do, but now I'm not in trouble. I'm saving the world by just staying at home, you know? Yeah. And so, but then also, yeah, I have songs that, that I'm like needing to finish and, and, uh, and, you know, co-write things people are sending me. I'm like, Oh great. I can like look at those and, um, and, you know, set up my office for like a studio kind of thing. And, and, and then I just, it, the, it, it, it like has like just kept piling on one after the other. And I'm like, I'm, how am I more busy now here at the house than I was before? And, we're homeschooling our kids now and we don't where do we our kids go to school we we we've always joked about that we would be terrible homeschool parents and um, <laughs> here you are and now we're yeah now it's proving to be true no <laughs> um we uh i mean so we you know i in the mornings i'm usually like i'll i'll do work with my daughter and my wife does work with our son and so our whole morning up until like probably noon or a little bit later is just school so then by then it's like okay then I'm going to get in this. It, and it just, yeah, it seems to like get a little overwhelming. But I think it's been looking, I, we've talked, my wife and I've talked about this a lot. It's been such an amazing like family time for us. Yeah. And 
We got to utilize. We got to take advantage. Yeah, of that. and it's and I don't think I have so many things that like I feel like maybe I should be getting done, but then I'm like I'm spending like every day with, especially all the morning with my kids, just working with them. I'm more involved in their life than I yeah. ever was, and and it's felt so good. And I've seen the um the fruit of that on their lives. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier, I, I, they, even their attitudes, it's just shifted. And, um, yeah, I know it's because they've had more time with their, their family <laughs> and their, right. and they've had parents that just are pouring into them and because we have to, but also now it's become this, man, I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm getting good at being a second grade teacher. <laughs> maybe I'll just, and probably maybe, a second grade jan- janitor. Yeah. And, all uh, of it. Like cafeteria, cafeteria lady. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> so, I saw yeah. someone's like TikTok where it's like my my job these days. It's like and they put on all these different outfits to play all the different roles in school. Yeah. And um but man, it's it's the reality of where we're at. And and a good thing is is that fruit does come out of these seasons. And yeah. fruit does come out of times of, of trial, doubt, but also times of, of joy and and uh and just, you know, seeking the Lord and stuff. So there's a new project that you've got, and yes. uh, I'm excited about it because you know there's been some songs that have come out, sort of in between, um, you know, the first uh, record, which you know, the war's over, was out in 2017, and then uh, you released "Stand in Your Love," the radio version, and then "Let the Redeemed" in 2019. But now there's something that's new. So tell me all yeah. about that. Yeah, it's um, well, it's it's just it's a live album that um we just called it live at church i just went really uh creative with it and <laughs> we were thinking like what do we want to what what should we call this and i was like can can it just be live at church like that's yeah. what it, that's what it is and why right. and um which i actually love it because i it, it it reminds me of how much i love my church how much i love the church but and yeah. then just we just love our church and um and so yeah it's uh, it i had i had a few songs from the War Is Over album that we lead a lot here at our church, and mm-hmm. I've just always wanted those live versions to 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 get out, and just never quite knew. You know, they never worked to be on like a Bethel Music compilation album. It just I would have did new you, songs that need to get out on those. And did you deserve it all? Ever get on a, a live record before? Never did. It never. Oh, did. Oh man, I love that and, one. Thanks. And um, and it was that one and a couple others that I was just. My wife kept saying, you, you have to put these, even if you just put them out by yourself, you know, just send them out as singles. And yeah. then I was like, well, that's all I've been doing the last two years is releasing singles. So <laughs> I should just, and so, and I'm working on a new album of new songs, a studio album that um, should come out later in the fall this year. And in the meantime, we were just talking and, and uh, somebody was like, why don't, in the meantime, you just get some of these you have i had them already these live versions of this these songs that we had done at church and at our worship school in july that we have here and um they're like why don't we just release some of those and um Mm -hmm. and you can finally get get those out and and so um yeah i went back and and compiled these things together and um in that and you know let the redeem was on it which was a song that that we just released as a single but i wanted to release a live version of that too and um and it was it was I loved it because it was the whole thing was like okay let's just 
um, released them as it, and you know, we we mixed it and we, you know, we doctored things up as far as mixing it and mastering it. But there's no overdubs; it's just amazing as it is. And um, I love, and we didn't edit thing. You know, it's it's the length is just the length. However long I went, that's how long it is. We even threw in a moment um, after my song "Fountains." I just went into that old Hillsong United song, "Came to My Rescue," and uh, still my and one of my favorite songs. I love lead, that man. song, and um, and I don't go into it. It's not that just ha- that's happened like a couple times um, at church, and just like at the end of "Fountains," I've gone into it, and we just I was like, can we just put that on there too? Like it felt so amazing. Like this is yeah. just like. It just it was actually refreshing to me to go into an album looking at it like I'm just gonna th- like all of this. Let's just I don't care right. what if it's not polished up and look you know. And the great the great thing about being here Bethel is we have amazing musicians. We have an amazing church, yeah. and when we do the worship school too, you have all these worship leaders coming in from all over the world and worshiping with. So mm-hmm. it does sound great to me. <laughs> it's not like we just piece together this raw thing, you know. There is a new song on there that uh, we really that we put on there too. That that it, it, there'll be it'll be probably on my studio album. Like, a, mm-hmm. but it was all these songs that I had always wanted to release live, and we finally just did it. And it, you know, it was going to be. I guess I don't know if technically it's still an EP. We kept calling it the live EP, and then it just kept growing. Yeah. And then now there's seven songs on it, and. Lengthwise, I don't know that it, I think it's just the normal album, but yeah, <laughs> we still refer to it as the live EP. But yeah, just, it's really just throw special. an instrumental interlude on there, and then yeah, you, <laughs> if you get to nine, you can justify it. Yeah, it it um I, I remember when I um got all the songs together, and I just had rough versions of it, which are rough versions, you know, as you were saying, it are, are sound great. Yeah, um, I uh, I sent it to my dad, and he just like he he wrote me back he was texting me he was like this is my favorite thing you've ever done and i was so like good. really i i didn't even like work hard for like this really like and i mean i get it though he was like i've always wanted you to do a live out that's that's all i've ever wanted you to do for 20 years i just that's where you're like that's your sweet spot that you just live albums and so yeah. um it really it really has been one of the most special things i've been a part of and it and I think for all of the, just how it happened, the ease of it, and just that mm. when, I love that these recordings, when we were doing them, like two, and uh, I think one of like maybe three years old, um, they, we weren't recording, you know, we didn't know then that we were recording for an hour. Totally. You know, it was just, these are just moments. That's and what's then, the most special. I though. love that. Yeah, because you can, I can feel that. I can feel that in from a time like I, there's been albums that have been on where we're recording an album yeah and and you know the more you do it you get better at trying to not think of the fact that you're recording and just and there's go also for the those. sense of permission feeling yeah. that you have permission to take it somewhere that that nobody knew we were going right on a live record it's like you know the yeah. last thing you want to do is take it and then the executive producer like what are you doing man like, yeah right right or or the other end they're like hey just be totally free at the end of this and they're like almost pressuring you to take to take it somewhere and then you're like yes totally i've got to make this amazing because we're recording and this is like the one time we can do you know like so i loved that these moments were none of that i didn't have i didn't care all i cared about in those moments was worship and leading this and let's you know where are we going and what's what is the lord doing and so 
Yeah, I, I we've listened to it at the house a ton, and and it's just um, yeah, it's been really special to us, and I love that. It's just the kind of out of nowhere. I was looking forward to my other album that later this year of new songs, and mm-hmm. um, this one kind of just crept up and and might be my favorite thing I've ever done. And um, I, you know what I think too, I, I was a. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing and finishing new songs and recording them for the next one. And um I was I'm I'm pumped I you know, I'm definitely pumped about those new songs. But I was having this hard time like I don't know what it was. It was like I was connecting with them, but I I wasn't, but then I yeah. I didn't yeah, I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it. And um I realized once we did this live EP of, of my old songs, I was telling my wife, I was like, I just I feel like I wasn't done with those songs yet. Like I needed them. Yeah. There was something in me that like wanted to get them out in the way that we've done it here in this live album. Yeah, and the that. minute that happened, it just like it almost turned my heart. Now I'm like, okay, that chapter is closed. It's closed. Yeah. All right. Now I want. I'm so pumped about what the next things that are coming and um the other songs that are coming out. So yeah, it's it's really special to us. Well, one of my favorite songs I mentioned it a second ago is is Kane My Rescue and and it's a cover and normally we we play something that's original by the artist on this but I think um if it's you know having heard moments on the album already yeah uh it's one of my favorite moments and I think it really just captures the rawness of the album that it's it's you know we're just going to set up we're going to record or we're going to we're going to worship and yeah. somebody happened to record it and and here's a moment that's not a Bethel song it's not my song right. it's a song from like 10 years ago and I think it just encapsulates the record so well so we're going to play that uh coming out of this conversation but oh, awesome. thanks so much Josh for taking time to hang out with uh thank with us you today. thank you this was this was a great way to start my day <laughs> absolutely well the album's called Live at Church I'm not going to call it an EP because an EP means you know, it's it's just a little bump <laughs> in the road, but I think this is going to be a monument in uh, in the life of of Josh Baldwin and Bethel Music. So this is Kane My Rescue from Live at Church. You can get it everywhere now: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube if you're cheap, yeah. uh, wherever <laughs> you can find it somewhere. And make sure you get it. Make sure you save it. Make sure you stream it, favorite it, playlist it, all that stuff that helps the artists out, helps more people hear it, and. Um, you know, I have no shame in telling people to go out there and promote this stuff because these are life-changing songs that will change somebody's life. So this is Kane My Rescue, Josh Baldwin from Live at Church here on Overflow Beyond the Music. All right, there you have it. There is Came to My Rescue off of Josh Baldwin's new album called Live at Church. Make sure you check it out everywhere. That's it for this episode of Overflow Beyond the Music. I'm Josh McCabe, your host. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at OverflowBTM, and we will see you guys next time. Keep safe out there. <laughs>